Welcome to B2B Writing Success, the podcast on building a thriving business as a business-to-business writer or copywriter. B2B Writing Success is brought to you by American Writers and Artists, Inc. Now here's your host, copywriting expert and business coach, Steve Slonwhite. Hello, fellow B2B writers and copywriters. Hope you had a great week with your business. This week, the topic is how to stay in touch with prospects. And I'm going to particularly focus on how to stay in touch with long-term prospects. Prospects where perhaps you need to stay in touch with them for several weeks or even several months before they're in a position to hire you. Now, here's a typical scenario. Let's say that you contacted a prospect. You emailed them and they, e- they replied back or you phoned them or you connected with them on a networking event or online or something like that. But you've reached out and connected with a potential prospect and they expressed some interest in your services. They said something like, yeah, we might have something coming up in the fall. Get in touch with us then. So what do you do between now and the fall? Okay, do you simply wait? No, because they're going to forget about you. Right? You need to stay in touch. You need to build that relationship. You need to stay on their radar screen. So how do you stay in touch with these long-term prospects who don't have work for you right away, but might have work for you in the future? Well, that's what I'm going to explain in this podcast. And this is a question I get asked by a lot of writers. A lot of writers tell me that they're very good at connecting. They're, they're good at reaching out and, and making that initial contact with prospects. But they're not so good at keeping in touch. They just don't know what to say when they keep in touch. They don't know how to keep in touch or how often to keep in touch. So that's what I'm going to explain in this podcast. Now, before I do that, there are... A couple of things that I need you to think about first when it comes to staying in touch with long-term prospects. And number one is you need to stay in touch with good prospects and only good prospects. You don't want to waste your time staying in touch with poor prospects, prospects who are perhaps unlikely to give you any business. Let me give you an example. Let's say that you contacted the cement mixing company across town. And you talk, you talk to the owner, and the owner said, uh, well, we have a website that's been up for about 10 years. We might get it redone in a couple of years. That's the only marketing that we do. Maybe you can help us out with that when that project comes up. So is that prospect worth staying in touch with, you know, month after month, building that relationship with the chance, the outside chance that you might get that one project in a couple of years, and even if they do redo their website, you know the outside chance that they were gonna they're gonna hire a copywriter to help them for their cement mixing website. You know what? That prospect is not worth following up with. It's just a waste of time. What you need to do is only stay in touch with good prospects, prospects that are worth it, prospects that are worth the time it's gonna take for you to stay in touch and build those relationships. Now, I have three criteria for what I would call a good prospect. And let me share that criteria with you. Number one is that a good prospect is someone who you've already had a conversation with. You must have had some kind of conversation with. It could have been a simple back and forth or even just a reply to your email. It could have been a simple comment online, but you've had some interaction with them. So if you send an email to a prospect introducing yourself and your services and you don't hear back, that's not a prospect. You haven't heard back from them. You don't even know if they even got your email. It might have went into their junk folder. You don't even know if it's been read. 
they may not even be working for that company anymore. Maybe the information you have is out of date. Okay, so it has to been uh, has to be a prospect with whom you've had some interaction with. You've called them and they've answered the phone. You've emailed them and they responded back. You've connected online and you had a conversation that way. You've met them at a networking event. Whatever it is, you've had some conversation with them. That's number one. Number two is they would have had to express an, an initial interest in your services, even if that interest is very minor. So if you contact someone and they say, well, you know, we might have a project coming up in the fall. We already are working with a writer who we like, but you never know. You might want to give us a call then and see what's, what's happening. That doesn't sound like much of an interest, but at least it's something you can go on. It's a little bit of interest, okay? So what you want to do is follow up on with people like that, even if they're, the interest they express is minor. But if you contact someone and they say, we're happy with who we have writing our copy. We're, we have no interest in, in uh, looking at another copywriter. Thank you very much. Goodbye. That person has expressed zero interest in your services. None. There's nothing to go on there. There's nothing to grab onto there. So don't even follow up with a prospect like that. They've made it pretty clear they're not interested. So that's number two. And the third criteria is that there's a likelihood, based on what you've learned about the company, that they could become a good client that gives you ongoing work, you know, two, three, four projects a year or more. They could become a regular client. You don't want, like that cement mixing company, you don't want to follow up with a prospect who only has one project for you every five years. You want to follow up with uh, prospects who have the potential of, if you, if you were to land those prospects, they're giving you two, three, four or more projects each year. In other words, become a regular good client for you. So those are the three criteria of a good prospect. You've had a conversation with them already. They've expressed an initial interest in your services, however minor. And there's a likelihood they can give you a decent amount of business if you were to land that client. So that is a good prospect. And you should only follow up and stay in touch with good prospects, especially long term. A prospect like that that you, fought, that you stay in touch with over the course of even a year or even a year and a half or two years is going to be worth it once you land that client. But if it's a poor prospect, it's just not going to be worth your time. So follow up, with good, follow up stay in touch with good prospects. Here's something else you need to think about too when it comes to staying in touch with uh, long-term prospects is that you need a system for keeping track. You need to have a system for keeping track of the contact company names, email addresses, the, uh, the names of the people that you're following up with, the names of the prospect, what you said, when to follow up. You know, you need to have a system like that. It could be simple. It could be a simple Excel file or spreadsheet that you use. I know someone who's, who does it very old school. She uses index cards. And she's a very young, internet-savvy person, <laughs> but she uses index cards as her way of, of keeping track of all the prospects, good prospects that she's staying in touch with long-term. And it works for her. There's also a lot of CRM systems online, very affordable ones that you can sign up for. Just do a search for CRM systems for solo professionals or solopreneurs. Those are the type of CR systems you should be looking for. And these systems can automatically prompt you 
when you need to follow up and they have a lot of cool tools like that if you're interested that way but have some system for staying in touch uh, and keeping track of your um, of your long-term prospects and the final thing you need to think about is that you need to focus on building the relationship this isn't about going after a gig a specific writing gig this is about building the relationship with a prospect who could turn into a client that could turn into a long-term client for you that you work with for years. That's what you want. You want clients that you can work with for years to give you ongoing business. That's the key to success as a copywriter. Long-term, regular clients. And so you need to focus on building the relationship. So if they mention, for example, oh, we might be redoing our website in the fall. When you're following up, don't keep saying, when are you going to do your website? When are you going to do your website? Can I write the copy for your website? And it's just constantly about that gig. That's not going to build a relationship. There's other ways to build a relationship, and I'm going to describe that in just a moment. So think about those, those three things. You want to follow up, on, follow up and stay in touch with good prospects. You want to have a system for keeping track. And you want to focus when you're staying in touch. Focus on building the relationship, not on getting a specific gig. So... With that in mind, let's, let me describe how you follow up, how you stay in touch with uh, long-term prospects. You're probably noticing I, I use follow-up and stay in touch almost interchangeably because I think of staying in touch as a form of following up. But staying in touch with long-term prospects. Number one, and this is probably the easiest way, is to have an e-newsletter or uh, an email blog update or something like that that prospects can sign up for on your website. If you have an e-newsletter, then that's an automatic stay-in-touch system because they're going to receive that newsletter, presumably, regularly from you. <laughs> you're, going to, you're going to publish it every two weeks or at least every month, and you have this, follow, this, this newsletter that, that helps you stay in touch with prospects. Now, here's the problem. A lot of your prospects are not going to want to subscribe to your newsletter. It's a good idea when you're talking to them to ask them, hey, can you, would you like me to add your name to my newsletter? Each month I, I uh, publish a copywriting tip that may help you. You could ask, but a lot of them might say no. And a lot of people don't like newsletters anymore. They don't want to get any more emails than they're already getting. So you can't rely 100% on an e-newsletter to be your stay-in-touch system, okay? But if you do have one, it's a very handy tool for staying in touch because you publish it regularly, and it's a way to stay in touch regularly. Another way to stay in touch is through direct contact. By direct contact, I mean phone, email, maybe even social media, okay? We're going to talk about social media in a second, but let's talk about phone and email. Let's say you have a prospect, you, you want to stay in touch with this prospect, they have no work for you right now, but they showed an initial interest, they're a good prospect, you want to stay in touch and build that relationship. So what you want to do is occasionally, you want to give them a call or send an email. Now, there's a, now what do you say in those emails? Well, one thing you could say is simply be direct. I think a lot of people staying in touch with prospects are afraid to do that, but simply be direct. You can send an email that says, Hi, how are you doing? I hope you're having a great week. Oh, by the way, it's the start of a new quarter. And if you, uh, if you need any copywriting help this quarter, 
I'd be delighted to talk to you about it. Steve. That's it. You know, you can just have a short email that reminds them that if they need copywriting help, you'd be glad to have that conversation with them. Okay? And there's nothing wrong with that kind of follow-up, that very short and sweet, direct follow-up, letting them know that you're available. Another way to follow up, which can be very effective, is following up with content. In other words, let's say that you uh, are interviewed for a podcast on your topic of expertise, which is copywriting. Well, if you're going to be interviewed for a podcast, it might be worthwhile to contact all your um, long-term prospects and let them know. Say, you can simply send an email that says, hey, I'm going to be interviewed on a podcast on this topic. It's a topic that might be very helpful to you. You might you might, there's lots, lots I'm going to be sharing that might help your business. If you like to tune in, here's the link. Okay, you can share it that way. That does a couple of things. Not only is it a great way to follow up, but it also positions you as, as a, a very good, serious, thought-leading copywriter because you're being interviewed for a podcast. That's the same thing for uh, if you have a webinar, if you've written an article on LinkedIn, that's particularly helpful. Any kind of content that you've developed, um, or if you're speaking at a, at a group or doing a talk, these are great excuses to, to contact your good prospects and let them know you're doing this and invite them to read the article or listen to the podcast or whatever the case may be. So content is a great way to, to follow up as well. Another way to follow up is, is what I call trigger events. And that is... If, you, if something happens in the industry that, is, uh, that you know your good prospects are thinking about, you know it's top of mind for them, then following up with an email on that topic can be very effective. Let's say, for example, there's an industry event, a conference coming up in a month's time, and you're going to be at that conference, okay? Or you're going to be speaking at that conference, or there's just, you know, there's something related to that conference, you can follow up that way because you know that they're thinking about it because it's only a month away. Or if one of your prospects is coming out with a new product, or if you're contacting, let's say your prospect is a marketing director and they've moved to a new company, you found that out on LinkedIn, for example, these are all trigger events that uh, might be great excuses for you to get in contact, to congratulate them on their new position or to congratulate them on the product launch and, of course, letting them know that if they need copywriting help for them for that product launch, you're available. These are all trigger events. You know your prospects are thinking about them. They're top of mind. They can be a great way, a great excuse to uh, send an email or make a call. Another way to stay in touch is through social media, especially LinkedIn. If your prospect is active on LinkedIn, if they actively post, for example, and it's a good post, you can comment on that post. You can become part of the conversation that they're trying to start on LinkedIn. Think of it this way. If a prospect is chatting and talking with some other people at a conference, and you go up and become part of that conversation, okay, that's, that's old-fashioned networking, isn't it? That's very effective. On LinkedIn, you can do the same thing. If someone posts a comment or a, or a post or an article or they post a video or whatever on LinkedIn, you can comment on that. You're becoming part of that conversation 
that your prospect is trying to initiate on LinkedIn. And they'll notice. And that's another way to stay in touch because it's another reminder that you're there, you're a copywriter, and, and, uh, and, and it's, it's another way of, of staying in touch. Here's another way to stay in touch, and that is through mail. Okay, you can send a card, handwritten notes. You know, you, there's all kinds of ways you can use old-fashioned mail to stay in touch. Uh, there's a colleague of mine who is a marketing consultant, and he's very, very successful. And every single month, I get a card from him with a marketing tip. It's marketing tip of the month. And he always does it in a very quirky, funny way. So I always keep these cards. In fact, I'm looking at one on my shelf as I'm doing this podcast. It's a great way to stay in touch because it's reminding me each month who he is and what he does and also his style as well. So mail can be a great way to, uh, to follow up. And a, another way, the final way, is networking. If you belong to the same professional or trade or business association or group as your good prospects, become a part of that association. There's lots of opportunities there to network, to stay in touch, uh, to meet them at events. You know, there's, there's all kinds of ways to do that. So just let me do a quick summary here. E-newsletters, direct contact, calls or emails, social media, mail, old-fashioned mail, and networking, live networking. Now, how often should you stay in touch? Now, this is staying in touch after the initial contact. So you've been prospecting, you've had initial contact with a prospect. There's probably some, uh, quite a few calls and emails between you two at that time. And then that prospect becomes a long-term prospect to follow up with. How often should you stay in touch long-term? My recommendation is at least two times per quarter and possibly three times per quarter, depending on the situation, depending on how hot that prospect is. But a minimum of two times per quarter. You want to call them or email them, connect with them on social media, send them a card or letter or note, meet them at a networking event. Maybe you can invite them for a coffee at a networking event. But whatever the case may be, at least two times per quarter, maybe three times per quarter, you want to stay in touch. That's really not that often, okay? And if you have that in a system, in an Excel file or a CRM system that can remind you that it's time to stay in touch with a particular prospect, then it can be a very easy thing to do is staying in touch with these long-term prospects. And is it worth it? Is it worth staying in touch with long-term prospects? Every single professional I've ever talked to about this, every single salesperson, every single copywriter, every single graphic designer or creative professional or self-employed professional, every single one who has a system for staying in touch long-term with good prospects tell me that it's a gold mine, that they get so much business from doing that. <laughs> okay, so it's, it's worth it. It's worth staying in touch long-term, so long as they're, you're staying in touch with good prospects, as I defined earlier. So that's this week's B2B Writing Success. Hope you found it helpful. And would you do me a favor? If you have any topic suggestions, feel free to contact me. You can reach me at stevesloanwhite at gmail.com. 
And for a lot of other resources, don't forget to check out www.b2bwritingsuccess.com where you can also access all the previous episodes of this podcast, all 150, okay? So have a great week with your B2B writing or copywriting business. I'm Steve Sloan White. We hope you enjoyed this edition of B2B Writing Success with Steve Sloan White. For more tips on building a thriving B2B writing business, visit www.b2bwritingsuccess.com.
Okay, that was Bruce Kazanoff. And remember, his book is called I Am. It's co-written by Amy Blaschka. And you can find it on Amazon. Just uh, do a search for I Am and Bruce Kazanoff or Amy Blaschka, and you'll find the book. I really enjoyed it. It's a great book, especially if you're a writer. So that's this week's B2B Writing Success. I hope you found it helpful. And if you'd like to listen to past episodes, you can go to b2bwritingsuccess.com. You'll find all the past episodes right there. Or, of course, you can subscribe on iTunes. So have a great week with your B2B writing or copywriting business. I will be talking to you next week. We hope you enjoyed this edition of B2B Writing Success with Steve Slonwhite. For more tips on building a thriving B2B writing business, visit www.b2bwritingsuccess.com.